Welcome, Abundant Babe. I have been waiting for you. And I get the feeling I know you pretty well already. Because like me, you are the visionary, the eternal optimist, the one who embraces all aspects of her divine feminine while being grounded with ambitious and driven energy. You've got big dreams and you're ready to make it all happen. Well, let me tell you, soul sister, you've come to the right place. The Abundant Babe podcast is designed for goddesses just like you. We will talk about purposeful business, personal growth, mindset, money, manifestation, success, goals, all with a splash of spirituality and a tad of silliness. I know you've got it in you and now is the time, beautiful. Trust in yourself and take action on what myself and other abundant babes share in the sacred space. And believe me, babe, your life will continue to change and expand. I'm your host, Viola Hug, multi-passionate entrepreneur, mentor, and coach. And my purpose is to help visionaries manifest everything they want through alignment, spirituality, and tangible strategy. It is so great to have you here. Now let's get into today. Hello and welcome back to the Abundant Babes podcast. Today, we are going to be diving into some really fun topics around self-love, dating yourself, manifesting love, and all of these wonderful things. And I'm sure so many more other amazing things are going to come up in this conversation. I would love to welcome our guest for the day, which is Mary Miranda. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this conversation. So um, Mary is a self-love and relationship coach, and she's an expert on helping women find their dream man, which is, or getting ready to find their dream man, which I think is really fun and really amazing. And her whole concept um, of what she does is all about like kind of bringing you back to your own self-love and dating yourself. And she's the founder of the movement Dare to Date Yourself, which teaches women how to fall in love with themselves and become their own soulmate, which I think is just so, so, so important. And I'm sure we're going to get into the reasons for this. Um, but yeah, so I am so excited to have you on here, Mary, I would love for you to maybe kind of introduce yourself to the audience, introduce kind of maybe share us, um, your personal story a little bit more. Like how did you get into doing what you do? Like, who are you? Where'd you grow up? Where are you from? All the things. Okay. Yes, definitely. So like you said, I'm a self-love and relationship coach, but this kind of landed on my path. I, it didn't start like that at all. I used to work in IT and I came out of uh, toxic, emotionally abusive relationships. And at the time, I was so lost with myself that um, in order for me to start healing from that relationship, I just jumped into fitness and nutrition. Right. So then it just somehow became part of me. And I was like, oh, this is my passion. This is what I'm going to do. So I started doing fitness uh, nutrition coaching. And then I found out that it didn't light me up. So everything, I always wanted to talk about mindset. I wanted to talk about like how to love yourself. But I didn't know how to merge it with uh, fitness and nutrition. So I yeah. kind of slowly find this path like it I never thought I was going to be doing this if you would have asked me this in 2012 I would have been like there's just no way I was probably <laughs> going to stay in my corporate job and 
yeah so everything just kind of fell into place and honestly like part of my story is that i came from mexico so yeah. i moved here when i was 14 years old and honestly ever since i moved here i started dating men that were emotionally unavailable treated me really bad didn't pay attention to me didn't see me didn't acknowledge me cheated mm -hmm. on me ghosted me and i stayed in those relationships because I didn't know better. I didn't know myself. I didn't know who I was. And most importantly, I didn't love myself. So the last toxic relationship was in 2015 when I walked away. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I walked away is because of infidelity. It was a, like a lot of infidelity. So when I left, I realized that I didn't love myself. I realized that I didn't even know what I liked. I didn't even know what was my favorite drink, what was my favorite food, what was my favorite color. And it came to the point that I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm like a child that is getting reborn again. Mm -hmm. So I started tapping more into into that and I started like because I would still go and order food I used to go and order sushi and merlot because my ex would always order that so I was always kind of like not obeying but just be like okay with whatever he decided I would just mm -hmm. go with the flow I would just follow him around and he was a public figure which is very very um, intense <laughs> and my identity became I was the girlfriend of this person I didn't even mm -hmm. say my name anytime I would introduce myself it would be like oh yeah I'm this person's girlfriend and mm -hmm. I wouldn't even say my name because I didn't even realize that I didn't think I mattered right and my mm -hmm. identity became being the girlfriend of this public figure person and when i left i'm like who the hell am i like what 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 who am i like what, what is my favorite color so i started my journey from scratch learning what's my favorite color what's my favorite drink i learned that i didn't like merlot i like cabernet mm -hmm. <laughs> and i i learned my favorite color was red i learned that my favorite food was mediterranean food i learned so many things about me and it was like i was being it was kind of going through a metamorphosis in a way mm -hmm. and it was kind of taking myself on this beautiful journey of being reborn again of learning who i really am at my core and it started developing and developing at the end so it's just been a beautiful journey and obviously going back to my childhood my dad was always here in the United States. Mm -hmm. So I, my parents loved each other. They're still married, right? Mm -hmm. And I picked up on a lot of childhood issues like abandonment, because I would only see my dad for part of the year and he would always come back to the United States before my birthday. Mm -hmm. And it hurts so much. I would cry so much when he lived. So I developed this idea about love that men live women cry women mourn mourn women stay behind women do what men say in a way and you have to work really hard to get a good life so i grew up with all this conditioning and programming from my childhood and i also come from a catholic background which didn't make things easy because mm -hmm. i I went to Catholic schools and private Catholic schools. So coming to the United States, it was public schools. You get to wear regular clothing. Mm -hmm. You didn't get to wear uniforms. So my, my dress attire was so strict in Mexico. So 
I'm in here. I people started bullying me. I was bullied in high school. People start started calling me a nun. If somebody would tap on my shoulder, I would be so mad. I'm like, you cannot touch me, and I would just go off at this person. Mm-hmm. So I high school was not the easiest transition for me because it was so different and what I was not used to. And now I was living with my dad, mm-hmm. which was not an easy transition because I was not used to having a father figured. So Mm -hmm. when I was dating, I unconsciously wanted to have a father figured. And things just kind of went downhill from there. But when I left the toxic relationship, it was like opening my eyes for the first time into what I really wanted for my life, who I really wanted to be. And everything has just fallen beautifully for me. And I Mm -hmm. landed on this path of now helping women heal the way I did through loving themselves, through learning how to become their own soulmates, they're dating themselves to manifest real authentic love where you get real intimacy and real connection. I love that story. That is so amazing. <laughs> Thank you. And I, I actually so relate to what you said as well about like not knowing your favorite color and not knowing your favorite food, because I actually had a similar thing. It wasn't to do with um, dating. It was just like I one day, just like when I was trying to get to know myself just a little bit more, I was just like, what are my favorites? And for me, it was that I just like was really go with the flow, you know, kind of interested in what my friends were interested in, never wanted to disappoint anyone. So I just like would always kind of appeal to whatever was around me. So I've definitely mm-hmm. had that as well, which is super interesting. Yeah. And a lot of women actually, when they have been dating without taking breaks, relationship after relationship, they kind of morph and mold themselves to fulfill whatever the guy's needs are right just to please him just to get validation and approval but everything stems of something you didn't get as a child like your needs were not met as a child so you are constantly seeking someone to see you someone to to like really acknowledge you someone to validate you approve you because then you feel good enough so yeah i just i went with the flow whatever he said I would do I was like a little puppet and I I'd say this because I'm like I was a doormat I was a pushover I was just like I was not even living really I was just I would just wake up go to my job where I was so unhappy and then go to this relationship that I was so unhappy and that was my life and I was settling for that and mm-hmm. what I realized is that I allowed that So it was really hard when I realized that, no, Mary, you allowed that. You went back to this man so many times knowing how he was. So not that it was my fault, but in a way it was my fault. (laughs) So then uh, when I was healing from that, I had to go through this forgiveness and grieving and acknowledging and being radically honest and transparent with myself of how I allowed these things to happen. So when I help women heal and I tell them, I'm like, well, you stayed, you went back. So you have to take responsibility and they get Mm -hmm. so triggered (laughs) because they don't want to be responsible. They want to be like, no, it was his fault, blaming, blaming, but that just keeps them in this loop of victimhood. So once they acknowledge that, oh my God, you're right. I allowed that. I went back knowing how he was, knowing that it wasn't fulfilling I went back and it's just like this whole kind of like awakening moment because you 
date unconsciously. You date with like a blindfold and you just go with the flow. And that is just not what, um, what is going to help your greatest good and it actually attract the love that you want. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I can imagine that this kind of awareness, like this, um, being able to have that uh, relationship with yourself and really knowing yourself and having those boundaries in relationships is going to also leak into other areas of your life where it's also like, you know, if you have good boundaries and everything, that's going to be really beneficial for you if you're building a business or you're wanting to do any sort of personal growth, because it's kind of like that conversation of victimhood is the same thing that you have with um, clients when they're not getting results that they want. You know, when I, when I, I'm doing business style coaching, it's the same type of conversation conversation um so I can imagine um like well I don't know I'm just like in this moment thinking about how beautiful it is that when we heal one part of ourselves it actually helps elevate every part of ourselves if we allow it to and I can just imagine how this work that you're doing is just so important and so powerful um to help liberate people um in any area of their life really yeah, and it kind of sets this ripple effect. And like you said, when the way you show up in relationships is really the way you show up in business, the way you show up in so many other areas of your life. Mm-hmm. So when my clients or women come to me, I was like, okay, let's go to the pillars of life. And I take them through this journey on how is the relationship that you have affecting every single area of your life? And they're like, holy moly, like it's affecting everything. And this is something that I learned because when, um, when I was in the midst of, when I left the relationship, the toxic relationship, I launched myself as a business owner and I had so many limiting beliefs, so mm-hmm. much trauma that I hadn't healed, so many things that I hadn't processed. And the way I was showing up in that relationship is how I started showing up in that business and it was not working so when women start healing this part of themselves when it comes to relationships and intimacy and connection they start healing other areas when they learn how to when you start learning how to attract men and be magnetic you also start attracting clients you also start attracting money so it's a ripple Mm -hmm. effect and it affects every single area of your life Mm-hmm. And I can even imagine that this would be powerful. Like even if you really love your relationship and it's a good relationship, however, you need to take it like, you know, you feel there's another layer of intimacy and connection or whether you're single and looking for a partner. Um, I can imagine this work is like so powerful with all of that. And on that, I actually would love to ask, like, what is it really like when you say like healing yourself? And I know you talk about the movement that you founded, um, the Dare to Date Yourself. Like, can you talk us through a little bit more about that? Like, what is actually involved? Like, how does someone get to know themselves? How does someone heal their trauma? I know that's a very loaded question, but kind of where do we start? (laughs) Where do we start? Okay, so the movement really came about with the fact that I was taking myself out on dates, you know, and a lot of women, even business owners, like entrepreneurs, anyone is so afraid to go be seen eating at a restaurant alone because Uh they don't know how to be with themselves. They don't know how to be with their own company because once you are with yourself, 
you are able to feel your feelings, to hear your thoughts. And a lot of women are not for that. So we distract ourselves with hanging out with friends, going out partying, going out like drinking with all these things. So what I started doing for myself, I started just taking myself out on dates. I would like grab myself, get really pretty, dolled up, go in mm-hmm. and go to my favorite restaurant, have a nice dinner with wine. And, or sometimes I would just go and sit at the bar, enjoy a nice glass of wine, listening to the piano music. And I started doing things for me to fulfill how I wanted to feel in our relationship, what I wanted a man to do for me. But at the same time, I started doing things to fulfill any unmet needs of my inner child, my little girl that was inside of me. So like I mentioned, I grew up in Mexico. And actually, we were here when when I was little, when I was like two, we went back to Mexico to live. And I remember the last Last time I sat on Santa's lap was when I was like two and I have a picture of that. And Mm -hmm. like one of the times that, uh, like it was like a few years ago that I was like, I want to go and sit on Santa's lap. I'm going to take myself out on a day to fulfill that need that I've been mourning and craving since I was little. So I totally did that. So that heals a part of your childhood needs that were not met and also like makes it something like fun to do so the way I do do, uh, the healing work around my clients is like okay we become self-aware of who we are do we know who we are I take them through that journey of understanding what is it that they want their core values their needs and stuff like that and then I also take them through this journey of understanding their love blueprints because I have women that want to attract healthy, soulful, like yummy love, right? Mm -hmm. So we start talking about their blueprint. I'm like, okay, so what do you believe about love, relationships, marriage, like affection, public Mm -hmm. displays of affection? How did you grow up in the household with your parents? Did you see your parents love with each other? And a lot of things start coming up and they start like, being aware of how their childhood impacts the way they view love, their limiting beliefs, their beliefs about romance, their belief about marriage, what, and more than anything, how they see men. Because a lot of times women see men as um, all men are the same, all men are cheaters, all men abandon me. So we end up attracting that type of man that is Mm. going to do exactly that, especially emotionally unavailable men, especially all of that. So I take them on this journey of really become aware. I think awareness is the main key of understanding how their childhood imprinted imprinted them, conditioned them to have this love blueprint. And from there, we start healing their inner child. We start understanding what are the needs that your little girl needed when she was growing up, what she seen, what she loved, what she heard. Whenever she was distressed, did your mom or your dad come and hug you, right? So a lot of women don't grow up with that. So they they build these walls to keep them safe. So they become emotionally unavailable themselves. And when it comes to dating, they end up attracting someone that is reflecting the same thing, emotionally unavailable men, because it's safe, right? It's like Mm -hmm. safety. It's a comfort zone. So I take them to this journey of healing their past, healing their childhood, healing their mother, their father wounds, healing anything 
forgiving themselves what for what they have allowed, what they have, what they believe, and then getting very clear on what is it that they want in a relationship. And this is part of the love blueprint. Like, how do they want to feel in a relationship? What is it that they crave a man would do for them? And from there, it's like, okay, let's fulfill those needs ourselves. If you want a man to take you out on dates, you have to go and take yourself out on a date. So this is when I started taking myself out on dates. And then it just became this movement of let's, I'm going to date myself. And it's like, dare to date yourself because a lot of women are so afraid to do things by themselves. But this is when you get to know you. This is when you really get to be comfortable with being alone. So when the time comes to attract a partner, they are going to attract someone that is their equal and someone out of love, not out of neediness, not out of like, I want him to validate my existence. I want him to approve me because I didn't get approval from my parents. So it's kind of like this thing of like connecting the dots from your childhood, healing your childhood and healing your current love blueprint. So I hope that makes sense. It goes more in depth. Obviously, yes, of course. <laughs> that is, in a nutshell, that's what it is. So wow. when you become your soulmate, when you become your soulmate, when you become the love of your life, when you date yourself, you attract someone that is going to be an energetic match for how you feel, how you treat yourself, how you see yourself and everything. And it's just going to be this amazing relationship that is going to be very fulfilling and where you are going to be safe, where you are going to feel like you can be yourself. You don't have to wear masks. You don't have to try to be someone that you are not because that person is going to love and accept exactly who you are. Mm, that's beautiful yeah and um just listening to what you have to say I was wondering like oh I wonder what like a tangible um thing that the audience could go apply like whether or not they're in a relationship like if they're just wanting to like get into this best space within themselves um and but then I was just thinking like it's probably the taking yourself on dates right yeah yeah it's um I think something that they can start doing is Seeing, it's like inner child healing, which is very like something that a lot of people can do, right? Mm -hmm. And it's basically understanding what did you need when you were a little girl? How did you feel when you were a little girl? What things do you wish your parents would have done for you? Activities, everything, right? And kind of start mm -hmm. fulfilling those needs. And also asking the goddess within you, the woman within you that's inside of you, what did you need in a relationship? How did you want to feel? What do you wish your ex or your boyfriend would do for you or would have done for you? And start working on that because you are going to end up attracting someone that is an energetic match for who you are. So start mm -hmm. understanding and being aware of who you are so you can attract the reality that you want. Mm, yeah, that's so beautiful. Yeah. I love that. So one of the other things that I think is really cool about your story is that you, you know, you left this toxic relationship, you started discovering this whole world of self-love and dating yourself and everything that kind of led you onto what you're doing now. But you also manifested your twin flame relationship in two weeks. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Oh I did. my gosh. <laughs> okay. Can you just tell me like, 
maybe share with the audience like um, what your definition of twin flame is as well in case they haven't heard that before. And then I would love to hear like, what did you do to manifest them and how did you meet? Like, what's the story? (laughs) Okay, so twin flame, it's like, I don't really want to go too much in depth of what it is because not everybody wants a twin flame, right? Because twin flame is a very intense love and you have to be prepared in body, mind, and soul to receive that type of love because it's not easy. Mm -hmm. It is going to shake you to your core. It is going to let you see and really face the shadow parts of you that you don't want to go and discover and accept them and love them because that person is going to hold you through that. So my relationship with my now husband, because I just married him, it's going to be our fourth month anniversary. (laughs) It's it's actually, okay, so we went to high school together. um, And he graduated in 2001. I, I graduated in 2002, but I didn't know him. I was friends with his, I was friends with his brother. And I remember I would go and pick up his brother because I was his coach, I mean, his brother's coach for this leadership companies. Um, and I was training him. So I would go and pick him, at his, pick him up at his house and everything. And I remember uh, my husband's name is Luis. I remember one day in high school, he was going up their stairs and I was walking down. And I remember I turned around and looked at him. And that was the last time I remember. That was the only memory I have of him. Mm-hmm. So fast forward 18 years later, I'm sitting on the couch with my roommate and her husband. And I asked him, I'm like, hey, I'm like, I really don't want to get into online dating. Do you have any eligible friends that I could go out on dates with? And this is the first time I ever did this, right? Because yeah. my ego was too big to go in online dating. Because, oh my God, forbid somebody that knows me sees me. <laughs> so he's literally, he opens his Facebook. He's looking through his friends list. And he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, well, the only guy that I have is Luis. So I looked at Luis's profile and I was like, I am not attracted to him. <laughs> I am not attracted to him because I was used to bad boys. And when it came to good man, we repel them because it's not our, it's not safe. It's not what we know. And it's like, it seems boring. And, and he knows all of this. So if he listens to this, he knows all of this. <laughs> and so I added him like two, it took me two months for me to be like, okay, I'll add him. Let's see what he's about. And we ended up clicking so well. We talked about spirituality. We talked about religion, Catholic shame. We talked about deep topics and I've never had that with anyone. So things didn't really work out for two years. We tried dating and everything and we got engaged in 2018, but it things were not we were not at the best place to be with each other. So I ended, I walked away from the engagement. I called it off. And, um, and at the end, it was like in this past December, the one day I was like, okay, God, my universe, spirit guys, fairies, whatever. I am ready. I am ready to receive love. I'm ready to share my space. I'm ready to share my time. I'm ready to share my heart. I'm ready to share my feelings. I am fully a hundred percent ready for a man. And he caught in like that week, I see my phone and I see FaceTime calls to him. And I was like, I haven't talked to him in six months. How is this happening? And then my mom accidentally had FaceTimed him. 
from her mm-hmm. iPad, which she shouldn't even have his phone number. Like she didn't even know him. They hadn't met him because my parents retired to Mexico. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how is this happening? So anyway, so I was going to visit my roommates, uh, my past roommates, because they moved out. And I was like literally going to their house and I passed by his house. And I'm like, how is this happening? So two days later, after I made my declaration, I was in my knees crying, telling the universe I was ready. He contacts me again. He contacts me again saying that he misses me, that he's ready for me, that he worked through whatever he needed to work through. It was childhood trauma that came up and I couldn't deal with it. So that's why I Mm -hmm. walked away. So I started talking to him and I was like, you know what? No, I got over you. I don't really want to have a relationship with you again. This is not going to work. I'm actually trying to manifest my soulmate. And I feel <laughs> you're at, I'm like, I feel, Luis, you're a test from the universe to prove and test me if I'm really serious about my soulmate. So no, I don't want to talk to you because I'm really trying to manifest my soulmate. <laughs> well, needless to say, I resisted it because I was like, no, this can be happening. How can I be manifesting the same man twice? The first time it was within 30 days. The second time it was within two weeks. So one day I was like, but what if this is it? What if this is the universe is like, here we go, Mary, you want a real love? Here, it, here, it, here is the love that you need not the love that you want not the love that you were seeking this is what you need for your soul's purpose Mm -hmm. and for to become better so i let my guard down and i was like you know what i'm like i am claiming that i want this love i am claiming that i'm ready so okay let's try it again and i he made me fall in love with him all over again he is Mm -hmm. such a good guy he's just like the best thing that's ever happened to me (laughs) Oh. and I'm, I'm really happy and then we just decided to get married out of nowhere I didn't want like a big wedding I didn't like planning I don't like long engagements one day we just like let's get married and we got married within like a week and it's been oh. the most amazing it's been the most amazing thing that's ever happened to me I've never slept better in my life <laughs> I've never been so supported so seen so loved so just like I, I was already home within myself and I already loved myself, but now I, it, it enhanced everything I already had built within myself. So that's wow. pretty much my story with him. And he's just such an amazing guy, honestly. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. That's so nice to hear. And I think it's also really interesting how, you know, you had your, you actually met him um, you, well, you already like were in high school with him then you met him, it didn't work out. And then it kind of came back and it was like how you explained that you'd been doing kind of like your own work and your own healing. And then that's when you said, you know, I'm ready. And then that's when he could come back. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was really important for me to attract someone that did the inner work, someone that was spiritually aligned, someone mm-hmm. that knew himself, someone that just like was very vulnerable, also had really good balance in feminine masculine energy. And he's all of that and more like everything that I could have expected. He is just like, he surpassed everything I ever wanted in a man. And every single thing that I asked for on my list, he is exactly that man. And it's just like, wow, I'm like, it's, I never saw this coming. I never thought I was going to be married to him. Uh But now it's just like, it's, it's beautiful. And I actually love it. And I actually, it's like, I, I know that women can actually have this type of love where they're honestly mm-hmm. accepted for who they are. 
this person, like you can let your guard down and show your bad side, show your shadow, the parts of you that you don't want to tell anyone. And you are going to be loved through that. And Mm -hmm. that is like the best love that you can ever have. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Yeah. I love it. So, um, oh, I had a question pop in my head before, but it's flown out the other end. (laughs) I don't know where it went, but it went somewhere. (laughs) Um, But it actually like reminds me a lot of... um, like, because my husband's also my twin flame and, um, it's been just the most, yeah, it's been the most powerful relationship and the most powerful love, um, being able to feel that you can show any side of yourself and feel so loved through it. Um, in both ways, you know, me with him and him with me, which is so nice. And I heard you mention when you were talking about him that you had a list, (laughs) which yes yes the list because I also had a list before I met my husband (laughs) and um I've heard so many people talk about this and I feel like so many of the women that I know that met their partner they had a list and even like Mm -hmm. my cousin well she's not my cousin she's my cousin-in-law she's my husband's cousin but she's like a really close friend of mine like for years she's been um really wanting a partner and um has been you know thinking about doing a list but she never did one and then she finally did one and she's met someone really amazing now and so um I would love to hear like your kind of take on the list like what is this list what what was on your one like what what's your kind of perspective on writing a list in terms of qualities or whatever you want in a partner okay so a lot of times when women hear let's make a list they're like oh I want someone that is like light-skinned someone with brown hair brown eyes someone that is like six feet tall whatever yeah. they list the physical attributes and yes. they that the universe doesn't work with that <laughs> the universe works when you're trying to manifest a real love how you want to feel in a relationship yes. the feeling is the most powerful thing so I because before I used to be like oh I want someone that is like six to someone with long hands like I did I listed the most like crazy attributes but I didn't care because I'm like this is what I want and obviously I ended up manifesting many of those men but they were emotionally unavailable <laughs> they ghosted me they didn't acknowledge me they didn't call me you know all those things I was like no this is not working there has to be more to this so when I came down to it it's like how do I want to feel in a relationship how do I want to be seen what real qualities that are at a soul level do I want in a partner Um, and then I had to ask myself the hard question do I possess any of those qualities am I an energetic match for those qualities and how I want to feel in a relationship and it was a wake-up call because I was like holy no I am not (laughs) for any of them and I was like okay I'm like what can I do to start fulfilling those qualities and this is where the whole dating yourself comes in handy again because you take yourself out on dates or even they don't have to be dates on dinner or anything but I call it take yourself out on dates right to fulfill mm-hmm. those needs so the most important question is like how do you want to be loved how do you want to be supported when there are problems how do you want the problems to be resolved do you want yeah. someone to give you the silent treatment do you want someone to say 
hey, how can we work together to overcome this? Hey, how can I support you through this? Like if you're going through a hard time, how do you want to be supported, right? And like, what are your deal breakers, non-negotiables? That also comes in the list because it's very important to really know what are you not going to put up with? What are you going to put up with? What do you really want? But the most important thing is like, how do you want to feel in a relationship? That was mm-hmm. like the most important thing. So for me, it's like, I want to be seen. I want to be heard. I want to be loved. I want to be accepted for who I really am without wearing any mask, without trying to be someone else. And then I'm like, and then I had to be like, okay, um, am I seeing myself? Am I ignoring myself? Am I paying attention to myself? Am I taking care of myself? Do I love myself? I want to be loved, but do I love myself? And it's kind of like, it was this really awakening, eye-opening moment that I was like, I am not, I am not, not even emotionally available for me. I don't allow myself to be loved by me. So I had to work through those and heal those parts and start really loving myself. And even if there was a shadow part within me, like I'm very fiery, I'm very moody sometimes, irritable, like the really bad parts. <laughs> then I'm like, I was afraid to show to show to a man because I'm like, he's not going to love me. He's not going to accept me. So I have to mm-hmm. mask and wear this mask of I'm so confident. I love myself when I truly didn't really love myself. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn how to do that, how to take out the armor, take out the mask, take out every, every wall and really see me because I wanted to be seen. So now I am with a person that sees me, that loves me, that every time I'm going through a hard time, he's like, how do you want to be supported? What do you need from me? How can I help you go through this? I want to love you. And even like, this is the funniest thing, even through my period, he gets mm-hmm. notifications when I'm in my luteal phase, when I'm in my menstrual phase. <laughs> and he's like, let me know. And then he's like, let me know what you need from me during this time. That is oh. the love that I attracted. And it's like so silly. But it's like you have to really get down to what it is that you really want. How do you want to be supported through everything that you go through in life? Mm-hmm. Right. So that's basically what the list is. I know I went on a tangent, but it's like, how do you want to feel in a relationship? Basically, that's what it is. Yeah, absolutely. I so agree. And when I wrote my list, like I was not into personal development yet. Like I was, I mean, I think I've always been the person who was more like inclined to personal development, but I wasn't really doing it. I was just like at university. I was just sick and tired of attracting really crappy relationships. And I noticed a trend with myself that it was always like, like in my first relationship, for example, I didn't get much attention. So then for the next relationship, I was like, I want a guy who like is obsessed with me. And then the next relationship, like I had a guy who was obsessed with me and it was awful. <laughs> oh my God. You know, and then I was like, it seems to me whenever I say I want something, I get exactly that. And this is, you know, I didn't even really understand anything. It was just me witnessing what was happening to myself. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to stop dating guys. I'm just going to focus on myself and I'm going to write exactly what I want. And um, even though I didn't articulate it in as many words, I felt it, you know, like I didn't write on my list necessarily everything that I wanted to feel, but I would imagine what it felt like because mm-hmm. back then I didn't know really about manifestation or anything. I was just, I don't even know where the heck I got this idea from, to be honest, but, um, it just felt right. So it's like, even, um, 
when I didn't really understand, I thought, well, like I, I did put like things on the list of like feeling, but the, it was kind of just like a really, really random list to be honest. However, in my head, I just had it so clear of what it would feel like and what it would be like. And, um, and yeah, and then a big focus for me as well was exactly what you said, which is I think a huge part that a lot of people miss is like, are you an actual energetic match for that? Because yes. you can't call something in. Like if you want a guy who like, really respects woman, women, you have to respect yourself because if you don't respect yourself, then you're not going to attract the guy who's going to respect you. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And another thing that helps a lot is becoming very aware of your love blueprint. Like how, what are the common yeah. patterns of your past relationships? Like who did you have to be to be in those relationships and a lot of women are the fixers the doers if they they they're controlling their relationship because if they let go of the steering wheel their relationship crashes because they're the ones doing all the work so this is where you have to surrender and kind of really tap into your feminine energy and lean back and realize that hey like you are a goddess you deserve to receive love and you have to let go of the steering wheel Mm -hmm. and let the men drive the relationship but also be very aware of how the roles the role that you have played in past relationship how you get triggered like what things tick you off and really get to know yourself when it comes to relationships and relationships are our biggest teachers they're messengers so there's a lot of women that close themselves off and they stop dating so they do the personal development and their everything. And when they get into a new relationship, they're still not a hundred percent able to have the relationship that they want. So I don't teach like go out and start dating, but I do teach women to let their guards down to soften and to start talking to men because you learn Mm -hmm. what you want through dating. Honestly, because maybe you want someone, like you said, someone that is obsessed with you. Well, you date someone that shows you that and you're like, oh my God, I don't want someone that is obsessed with me anymore. (laughs) So like you get to learn who you are through also dating men. Mm -hmm. But I also don't want to like say, oh, go out and date so many men. No, but open yourself up to the idea when you are ready. But obviously you have to do the inner work. You have Mm -hmm. to heal your past childhood traumas, inner child, meet Mm -hmm. your needs. You have to really kind of do like a detox from everything in your past Mm -hmm. and understand how you have been operating in relationships. What are, you are the common denominator of the men that you date, right? Yeah, maybe all the men are the same, but you are the common denominator that is attracting all of these men that are the same. Mm -hmm. So what is it within you that is attracting those men and how can you heal those that part of you mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah i love it yeah so powerful so this has been so awesome if you do you have any like last tips you want to leave the audience with like what they're um like anything that they should know if they're wanting to um manifest their dream relationship man or woman i suppose um yeah or, <laughs> yeah or, or just yeah i guess that's the question anything any last words of wisdom Yeah. So the most important thing is that become the love of your life, become Mm -hmm. your own soulmate, become 
the person that you want to attract so you can attract exactly your mirror, exactly what you, your energetic match in a way and love yourself, but not only love yourself in your happy moments, you also have to love yourself when you're sad, when you're depressed, when you're going through a hard time and say, Hey, I love you. I'm enough. I am amazing as I am. It doesn't matter how I am because that's the part. It's like my husband told me one day, it's so easy to love me <laughs> when you are happy, when you're bubbly. But the real test to our love in this marriage is you choose me every day. Every day you wake up and say, mm -hmm. I'm going to love this man. I want to continue being married to this man. And the same thing with self-love. You make a choice every single day that you're going to love yourself no matter how the day mm -hmm. goes. But obviously you want the day to go good. But every day is a conscious intention to love yourself whether you feel happy or whether mm -hmm. you don't feel happy, whether you go through tough moments or not, just saying that you're going to love yourself the best that you can. Yeah, I love that. That's so beautiful. Well, yeah. thank you so much for everything that you shared with us today. It was so awesome to hear your story and more about what you do because I do think it's so powerful. And I think this is like powerful for anyone, regardless of their relationship status. And for those of you listening who are also like um, chasing your dreams and everything, this is such an important part. I think sooner or later, like our relationship with ourselves is always going to have to become at the forefront, whether it's the first thing that we do that then gives us the confidence to pursue our goals or whether we've already been pursuing our goals and we're really needing to take ourselves to the next level like if we really want to grow to our full potential and experience as much joy and love and success as we can in this lifetime like the relationship we have have with ourselves will always be a part of that growth journey so this has been really really awesome mary and i would love for you to share like where people can come hang out with you online like where where, where are you hanging out <laughs> So my, I am usually more in my Facebook. Facebook is like my main platform. So you can find me under Mary Moran. And that's my personal page. I do have a public page, but I want my personal page. That's where you can really connect with me. And I also have a Facebook group called Dare to Date Yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's just filled with women that are on the same journey. And Instagram is Mary Miranda Coaching and Dare to Date Yourself. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Make sure for the audience listening, if you're enjoying this episode, to screenshot the episode, upload it onto your story and tag both Mary and me. And of course, if you want to share it on Facebook and stuff, make sure to tag both of us as well, because we would love to see that you're listening. We would love to see you're getting value from it. And seriously, I'm not even joking. If you apply this advice from this episode and you manifest a relationship, you have to tell us <laughs> because I want to know. <laughs> Yes, I want to know. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun and so amazing. And hopefully a lot of women get a lot of value from this. Oh, I am so sure they will. Well, thank you so much again, Mary. It's been a blast. Thank you so much to the audience. I love you. I'm so grateful that you're spending another episode with us here on the Abundant Babes podcast. And I'll catch you all again soon.